0: This is Exploring Leaders, Episode 1, with Cindy Alvarez, Director of User Experience at Yammer, sharing insights and inspiring you to take leadership in the digital age.
1: Do you wonder how trailblazing leaders sense at scale, involve to innovate and align the actions in this increasingly digital world? Welcome to the Exploring Leaders podcast. The Experience team at Degotion interviews leaders from around the world for insights and inspiration on how to lead in the digital age. In this episode, Degotion chairman Lott Engstam, who is also an independent board director, business advisor, and startup coach, asks the questions.
0: Our guest today is Cindy Alvarez, director of User Experience at Jammer and part of Microsoft's User Experience leadership team. Cindy is passionately curious about how people think and work. She's the author of the excellent book, Lean Customer Development, Building Products Your Customers Will Buy. This episode focuses on her leadership journey and areas she believes we need to monitor. to ask you a couple of questions around your role as a leader and what you see in the industry. So my first question is, what what business accomplishments taking you where you are and and uh, how come that you got them? Sure. So
2: I, I went to college to get a degree in psychology. I thought I was going to be a psychology professor. I actually got a, a job on campus doing help desk. Mm. And one of the things that's fascinating is just how much incredibly smart people were mm. reduced to to nothing in the face of software. And so I think I've always been interested in how people think and work. And watching how people interact with technology has always been super interesting to me. Because we, we become irrational. I, I would see literally Nobel Prize winners, you know, slamming their floppy disk on the table. And it's like, this is one of those brilliant people I'm ever gonna meet and they can't figure out how to get the paper off of this, this you know, piece of magnetic tape or, or whatever. So. That became really fascinating. And so as I started playing more with computers, a lot of people were like, psychology and computers, how does that go together? You know, it does perfectly. So I feel like I've done everything kind of around the user experience space. I've been a visual designer, an interaction Mm -hmm. designer, product manager, and now I run a research team. And just all of how people interact with products and technology Mm -hmm. is very interesting to Mm -hmm. me.
1: You can check out more hints and tips in the blog post covering this podcast episode of Exploring Leaders at the Degotion blog, which you find at Degotion.com.
0: Is there a company or a trend that you kind of find exciting that you think we should keep our eyes on going forward? Sure. So it's, it's not a new one, but
2: consumerization and mass personalization, just the notion that we have a lot of choice over the things we use, whether mm-hmm. it's in our home or in our work. Mm-hmm. Now, it used to be companies could just kind of put something out yeah. there and you had to take it, mm-hmm. whether whether it was at the grocery store or mm-hmm. for your employer. And now it's very easy to say, "I don't, I don't like that word processing program, mm-hmm. I'm going to use this one. I don't like that brand of chips, I'm going to find another one. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, even design your own. And that's getting cheaper and cheaper because it costs less to start up a company and it's more sustainable to have a small niche audience. And so I think that's just going to keep fragmenting yeah. and probably people's skills are going to fragment along with that. Mm. There's, you know, The notion of being a product manager mm. might become less relevant than mm. being a person who is very good at this skill mm. and this skill and this
0: skill. Mm. Interesting. And you are yourself a really interesting leader uh, and an inspiring leader. And can you mention any other inspiring leaders that you think is interesting for us to have our eyes on? Sure. So Sarah Milstein,
2: she's the CEO of Lean Startup Production. She puts on the conferences for Eric Reese, mm-hmm. and she has written a lot about getting diversity into conferences. And mm-hmm. so they've been very thoughtful about having 50% of their speaker lineup be women and Mm. minorities, and they've done that through the way they've outreached, the way they've asked for speakers, the Mm. kinds of language they use, and the kinds of resources they offer. So Mm. speaker coaching, for example, most people by default are terrible speakers, but a little coaching can make them tremendously Mm. good. So Mm. someone who might have been intimidated to apply... Mm then feels able to do so. And they put on really terrific conferences Mm. with this, Mm. and and yet many other conference organizers will say, well, we just can't get that many speakers. Well, clearly it's possible. And I think a lot of the things Sarah's written about, I've been trying to use Mm. in building a better culture within Yammer and doing our hiring. Uh, another one is Sarah May. She's in the Ruby community. She's one of the, the unfortunately, few female programmers I can think of in that community. But she's really started an outreach to bring more women along. Okay. And she's seen com- uh, conference attendance and speaking go up. And I don't follow, there's not a lot of people on Twitter that I have a notification for, but I do for her whenever she tweets. Because she just said some really thoughtful things about getting the most out of people and Mm. the importance of people finding the right environment to work in Mm. and kind of destroying this myth of, you know, the super programmer that, you know, you can just lock them in a room and they produce magic. And that that just doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. And uh, what is most exciting about working at your company?
2: So I've often said that I work for Microsoft through no fault of my own, Mm -hmm. because prior to that I was for over a decade in startups, and even working with enterprise customers I was still always in the smaller environment. Mm -hmm. But Microsoft is a company that's fascinating because it's the largest software company in the world. They make boatloads of money. They have 90% of the market share of a shrinking market, Mm -hmm. and their day-to-day relevance of Microsoft products Mm -hmm. to many individuals is shrinking, and Mm -hmm. so... Despite this this mass beachhead they yeah. have to fight to actually regain relevance and regain a lot of the things that other nimbler players have. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of evidence that sets that that is actually happening. There've mm-hmm. been changes in how we how we define people's jobs. There's been a lot of investment in analytics and research. They dismantled an internal team called Engineering Excellence which is basically mm-hmm. a training org but a training org where the people training weren't still doing, and it was very hard for that to be relevant. Mm. And, you know, what the CEO said is things are moving too fast. Teams that need to learn new things Mm. should not be waiting around for Mm. formalized, centralized training. They need to be going out and going to webinars and and reading blog posts and trying stuff on their own. And so I think the fact that a longstanding big organization Mm -hmm. just kind of demolished, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people took as bad, I actually Mm -hmm. took as incredibly hopeful, like we're willing to make big changes. Mm -hmm.
1: To get even more value out of the podcast series Exploring Leaders, you can find everything from research reports to advice and courses at the Degotion Insight platform, which you can find at degotion.com.
0: What social networks are you using that you find valuable, both for yourself and also for your business?
2: So I work for Yammer, so I use Yammer. Mm -hmm. We use it for everything for work. And I find that it's because the product forces you into a notion of of posting sort of smaller things, Whereas in the past, I might have gone and put my head down for a day and created something and then asked for feedback. Mm. Now I might ask for feedback on the idea or the very notion that I'm going to do this. And so it might, instead of potentially wasting a day, I might post something and five minutes later find out that someone else already did it or Mm. it doesn't need to be done after all. Mm. And just, one, it's... Kind of in a lean startup way, it's forcing me to be wrong all yeah. the time, yeah. which is a little exhausting, but also <laughs> exhilarating because you just get things done. So you so I use Yammer. Yeah. I use Yammer for everything. The other thing, you know, Yammer as a company uses Yammer for work, and what that allows us to do is better use our face-to-face time. So Mm. I don't need to sit down in a one-on-one and say, so what are you doing? I know what you're doing. Mm. What I can focus on is how is that going? Mm. Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are we strategically doing the right thing? Should we step back and think about this? And that I think has been tremendously Mm. helpful because most people are so busy and like how can you think when you don't have time to think? And it it affords a little bit of that space. Mm. I use Facebook. Mm but I don't use it for business. Mm -hmm. I do check in on it all the time. I Mm -hmm. just, I like seeing updates from a variety of people. Mm -hmm. And I think in particular, there's a lot of people that I knew in my past that have become really interesting, accomplished people. It's just cool Mm -hmm. to see what's going on with them. And then Twitter, I use professionally. You know, a few years ago, it felt weird to say that I had Twitter friends, but Mm -hmm. I do. You know, last year, actually, there's a, a guy, Anil Dash, and through somewhat luck, he ended up being one of those people to follow on Twitter. He got featured early on. So he has like a million followers hmm. and women for a year. Wow! And he didn't talk about this until 2014. And he said that one of the interesting things was that it didn't really seem to make a difference in, in terms of like no one noticed and complained. And he, he just felt like he was doing a good thing by by amplifying viewpoints. Wow. And that's been really fascinating. Mm -hmm. I just, there's a lot of people who I might not have otherwise heard from. Mm -hmm. And now I just have this like really Mm -hmm. interesting perspective and it challenges me
0: a lot Mm -hmm. to just think about things differently. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great. I never thought about it that Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. Uh, So my final question uh, to you is going to be, if you were a furniture, what would you be? It would be a ladder
2: because they're useful. You can, you can climb part way up or all the way up, or you can just sit on it. And also, I'm very short, so I, I would enjoy the height that being a
0: ladder would allow me to be. Very good. Thank you so much both for this uh, talk and for a very inspiring workshop earlier today.
1: Thanks for listening to Exploring Leaders, a podcast produced by DigOcean, with the ambition to inspire insightful leadership in the digital age. If you found this episode interesting, join the momentum to amplify the voices of trailblazing leaders by sharing it with others for inspiration. For any questions or recommendations on other inspiring leaders you'd like to listen to, contact us via our website Degotion.com, or via social media as LinkedIn or Twitter.